Are you enjoying this podcast? Consider supporting this show. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to my podcast, Don't Make This Weird. Each week I invite a special guest to talk about their life, the news, politics, and anything else that might come up. Right. So now uh, we're going to start uh, the episode proper. Uh, welcome to the very first live episode of um, Don't Make This Weird, the podcast. This is also the very last episode of Don't Make This Weird, the podcast. Um, this is the series finale. This is the last episode of this show that will ever be uh, recorded in the history of everything. Um, I am very excited um, as this is the third series of the show. I have invited some new friends to be guests. I have invited some old friends to be guests. And it only made sense that for the first and last live episode that I invite the person who was the guest for the most popular episode in the history of this show. Um, She is a panelist on the Unapologetically She podcast, which you can find right here on the Joyful Warrior Network. Um, She is a panelist on antics and analytics on instagram uh she has her own instagram live special um she is one of the most amazing people a brilliant political mind she is the one and only ishante hi hi i did not know that my my episode was the most popular i would have think it was with brian dr c or (laughs) tiffany you know, I didn't know it was me, you know, but thank you. I, I, I feel honored. And it's sad that this is your last show, but I know you got bigger things going. I mean, you're like the CEO. Well, basically you are the CEO <laughs> of the Joyful Warrior Network. I mean, you have a million dollar mind, Greg. You're going to go so far. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so tell everybody um, just real quick uh about unapologetically she for those that are not familiar with the show well the show is unapologetically she it's a show of five women including myself we talk about different types of things that's going on in the world such as arts and culture politics and etc and so it's five women with five unapologetically (laughs) mouse (laughs) and it's explicit content but we talk about things that are going on as i said so my fabulous uh, co-host was sarah elian or elian in spanish katie which she is here on the live episode tonight and lauren ashley we just break it down and we give you facts and information with supported information and we actually talk i mean publish that uh supported information so i'm very happy to be on the show I mean, to be a part of something that is great, that is the probably one of the most popular shows, which I just found out. So it's, 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 a, it's an honor. So if you want to listen to it, you can find it on your local podcast, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. You can subscribe to our Patreon page. There's different tiers. It starts with a $5 tier and higher if you want to get more explicit content. 
and exclusive content or we're going to be having a probably a store maybe coming out soon not sure but we have a lot of big things coming in in, in the wings so the show is predominantly so, revolves around five unapologetically women talking about different things that are going on in the world and from our own perspectives it's almost like the view and the talk and what is it? another show the real so it's like all of that in one very diverse and very multicultural 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 there we go i yeah so that show is out um every tuesday um please please check it out uh as shante said it's it it is in fact Act uh, one of actually the right now the most uh, popular show on our little startup network um, at the time of recording the fifth episode is out right now. Yes, the fifth episode dropped today. So you can find it on your local podcasts, whether you have an Apple podcast, Apple po- it's free on the Apple podcast, on the Amazon podcast, on the Spotify podcast. But if you want to subscribe to that Patreon, it's a $5 tier starting and on and on. So, you know, if you want to, you know, subscribe to the Patreon, it's, it starts at $5. To, to, depending on the tiers, you get different types of content and exclusive, other exclusive things on the Patreon page. Um, so then also uh, there is, um, you are a part of Antics and Analytics, uh, which is an Instagram live special. Uh, it's you and three of my favorite people in the entire world. Uh, Dr. Chronology, Dr. Rouser, uh, Too Raw, Too Real, and uh, the Missly Divine Brian, um, who has also been a guest on this show, um, as has uh, Dr. C. When, 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 when does that happen? Tell, tell the folks about that. Well, Antics and Analytics is features myself, Mentally Divine, which is Brian, Too Raw, Too Real, which is Kenny, and Dr. Chronology, which is Dr. Candace Rouser or Dr. C, as we all dub her to be. So that show happens once a month, and we just break down everything that's going on in politics. Recently, we broke down the Supreme Court hearings to the anti-lynching bill and other things that's going on in the news. We broke down the whole thing with Ukraine, which Dr. C did a masterful, wonderful job with just breaking everything down went from the historical content because she is a historian and to the situation that's going on now to the economic status. So if you guys want to catch it, you can follow Mentally Divine on his uh, Instagram, which the show is there. So we do that once a month. We started in January and we did the third episode or no, the fourth episode because we did different specials. And so we did episode four. So we're going to be doing episode five later on this month. I'm not quite sure the date is, but we always do it towards the end of the month. So it's very, very good. So please tune in. Oh, shit. I just just um i i just remembered something i <laughs> should have said at uh when we when we started recording uh usually when when we record this show um i tell my guests that if there's if there's anything that you you'd like to cut just let me know and we'll cut it um but there, there there's witnesses now <laughs> um so for for those of you that have joined us uh for this episode uh to this live recording um 
this is a circle of trust now. So if there's anything that we talk about that doesn't actually appear in the episode, um, that's just between friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we are, um, you mentioned uh, the Supreme Court confirmation hearings, uh, Judge Brown Jackson, um, they, the Senate has just voted uh, to advance um, the vote on her nomination. Uh, it was it was a split. Uh, by the time this airs, hopefully she uh, will have been confirmed. Um, and it was the confirmation hearings were an absolute shit show. Um, first, I just I just want to ask you, what the fuck is Marsha Blackburn's problem? what's going on with senator home economics because you know she has a degree in home economics and i could tell you where she got that degree from but i don't know what the fuck her problem is but all i know is she's not a fucking lawyer she shouldn't have nothing to say she first of all she has no business it's like disrespectful putting her on that senate judiciary committee keep in mind the republican party always saying it's always identity politics with the democrats you know you guys believe in affirmative action, which white women benefit from affirmative action. The same white women that votes for the GOP and overwhelmingly large numbers, multiple of times. Like, I, I just don't understand. But, you know, it's, it's sad that Senator Home Economics decides that she wants to ask people, what's a woman? Basically alluding to her question of, should trans women play in, uh, what is it, women's sports, when trans women are women, they took the hormones, they got the corrective surgery. I'm not fucking understanding Senator Home Economics, but Senator Home Economics better be careful because her state just passed a bill to eliminate, I believe, the marriage age, the required marriage age. So, I mean, Senator Home Economics needs to shut the hell up like seriously need to shut the hell up because Senator Home Economics is dumb. She's a fool. She's an idiot. And she can't talk. She can't even say important, right? And I understand everybody got an accent. I got an accent. I'm from New York City. But she can't even say important. She said important. Like she sounds like she just learned how to read. But then again, she went to school for being a domestic housewife. And it says it right here. Blackburn attended Mississippi State University on a 4-H scholarship, which a 4-H scholarship, I believe, is a youth organization engaging you to be, reach their fullest potential to be a housewife, I guess. So um, scholarship earning a Bachelor of Science degree in home economics in 1974. So like I said, we all don't know what the fuck her problems. We don't know what the fuck her problem is. We don't know what the fuck Joshua David Hawley's problem is. We don't know what the fuck what Raphael Edward Cruz problem is, even though he's the classmate of Katanji Brown, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, Michael Lee's problem, old ass, mothball ass, Charles Grassley problem. Cause he he smelled like you could tell old people stink. And you know, he looked like he wears a diaper. Like, you know, like the adult diapers, like he looked like he's walking it. Like, I just don't know the Tom Tillis stupid ass um thomas cotton's you know nasty looking i don't know what 
all their problem is, but all I know is they confirmed a woman who has split ends, don't even know her five individual of freedoms, but she sits on the justice, the highest Supreme Court. Yeah, she's she's a justice now. That's what I mean. And she sits on the highest court of the land with the guy who's not for us, by us, shaped the way our courts is. And I mean, it's it's important to note that not even a year ago, these same senators who are opposing uh, Judge Brown Jackson's nomination to the Supreme Court voted for her for to be on the circuit court. Um, so, I mean, the problem is, you know, obviously not a lifetime appointment to a court. It's the Supreme Court. They just don't want people looking like me to sit there, even though you do got the Uncle Ruckus there, a.k.a., you know, the guy that would have been left behind by Harriet Tubman. Yeah, you got him sitting there shaping how our courts is, married to a crazy person who could potentially be the reason why he loses job, why he has to resign. You have him there, but you don't want to give her the seat. And then you try to race bait the shit, right? Lindsay, or I, how my mother said, Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay Olin Graham, right? Trying to race bait it and trying to say, if, if I'm saying it right, trying to race bait the whole situation, throw in identity politics that they're so against saying, well, you did not confirm a black justice. That was so fucking 2003. That's almost 20 years ago. We're 19 years later and shit is different. If they didn't confirm her, so what? Maybe she was not a good candidate. Okay. Maybe the expanded guy was not a good candidate. That's what happens. Shit is, shit is real. You think the candidates that we wanted, like we wanted Nira Tandon for the OMB. Did that happen? No. But she oh. worked in the White House. And I think it's, I, it's important uh, to note that all politics are identity politics. Like, no matter how you spin it, all politics are identity politics. You believe, you know, your political ideology is shaped because you identify as a certain way. You know, Mitch McConnell identifies as a racist turtle. That's, those are his identity politics. Um, speaking of... Uh, Justice Thomas's wife, uh, you mentioned that she was crazy. Um, did you see the video that was floating around like a week ago where she was she was on some TV show talking about how she escaped a cult? Did you see that? <laughs> I, I, I didn't see that episode because I think that was in the 1980s. All yeah. I know is she sent 29 texts for, I guess, to the chief of staff to overturn the fucking election. I mean, we all knew she was crazy. She jumped out Anita, Dr. Anita Hill, right? I mean, he left his first wife, who was a black woman, for a white woman. And, and, and I have no disrespect to, you know, interracial marriage. I think love is love. But you left your precious wife for a crazy white woman. If you're going to get a white woman, get a bad white woman. Get a bad chick. 
Virginia was never cute, okay? Her name is Virginia. I don't say G, her name is Virginia. If you're going to get a bad white lady, get one with a bomb ass body and a sharp mind, not somebody that's crazy, that was part of a cult, that drunks down people, that wants to overturn the election. There's a lot of interracial marriages and Kataji Brown, yeah, all y'all want to get on her because she married a white man. Well, get on Clarence Thomas, who married a crazy white lady. It's I I don't understand um the the focus on you know in in this case Judge Brown Jackson's husband who is who is a white man, just like um during the Democratic primaries and in the general election, when there was so much focus that um, the vice president was married to a white man. It's like, well, I'm not, he's, you know, the, those husbands are not going to sit on the Supreme Court or be run the country. So, so why, like, they're mad because they can't taste the pussy. That, that has to be real. <laughs> they're mad. They're, they're mad. Just say you're mad. Like, Kataji Brown's husband is actually a good-looking man. And the daughters, they're very beautiful girls. They actually are dark-skinned. They Actually, they're not that light. They're pretty dark, you know? And they're beautiful. And with the vice president, Doug is a, a gentleman. Doug is 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 a is a gentleman. He's sweet, and he honestly don't even be. And he's a real one. And a real one. Got and hands. Protects his, he protects his wife. You oh. know, you know. Everybody's getting on. No one's getting on black men dating outside their race, but we get on the black women dating outside her race. Like I said, love is love. It doesn't matter. Even in the LGBT community, love is love. It doesn't matter who you love, as long as they treat you right. Long, my mother said. If they can't buy you a soda, they're not worth your time. And my father said, if the person, if the man don't open the car door for you, he ain't the one for you. Like, I don't know. Maybe, I don't think chivalry is dead in any relationship. Chivalry is not dead. And if, and if, if Kataji Brown want, you know, her back bended when she got her back bended, she got two kids which they're, they're beautiful girls. If, if, if that white man make her happy, so what? If that white man makes Vice President Harris so happy, so what? She gained two kids out of that marriage, okay? And she might be a grandma pretty soon, okay? So, pop, they need to, oh, God. Oh, Greg. Yeah. Um, today, actually, since we're, since we're discussing uh, the Vice President, um, Today, forever POTUS, uh, Mr. Barack Obama was back at the White House um, for the signing of an executive order strengthening the Affordable Care Act and the pictures of President Obama and Vice President Harris and President Biden are so fucking iconic and just like the one of the three of them walking down the hallway. Um, it was like, I opened Twitter. It was the first thing I saw this afternoon. And I was like, I was sobbing. That um, is the nostalgia that we all love because everybody kept shitting on the president, right? 
President Obama. Everybody keeps shitting on him, saying he didn't do this, he didn't do that, he didn't do that for the Black people. He did stuff for all Americans. It's called intersectionality. I think y'all need to look up a dictionary for that because if it wasn't for him, that ACA would not be. Because you know how many times the Republicans ran to repeal the ACA and when they got the the three chambers of, 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 of you know, got it all, they didn't do shit. They couldn't do shit. They own constituents came to them like, you're going to kill me. They said that right to Tom Cotton. Tom Cotton standing out there like a dumbass. And since then, he didn't have <laughs> another town hall. I bet you that one. So, like, that's what I'm just that. saying. Like, you know, I don't get, like, like I said, I don't get people that continuously vote for them because they're not going to do nothing for you. They're not going to do nothing for you. And to the progressives and even some of the moderates that did not like President, because there's moderates that did not like President Obama. So yes, we know the progressives, they're jackasses, and we know we they we know they don't like President Obama. But the moderates that don't like President Obama, they always get unscathed. Like they don't, they, nobody like comes after them. No, I'm letting them know they don't, they don't like it. They the reason why that the Republicans got a majority in the Senate for the last couple of years until this recent um presidential election, okay? They are the reason. So I blame them ones in the Midwest. Half of them is the reason why we got a, a, a big, we had a big Republican majority for the last couple of years. Because the reason, because they didn't support the ACA when the ACA helped their fucking constituents too. So miss me with that bullshit. But if it wasn't for him, the ACA would have been passed. The, the IBR form, which helps people to pay their student loans would not be passed. It's a lot of things that present clean energy, clean energy jobs. STEM, we can, we can go there. We can go there. If, under him, I got more money back in my taxes. Yes. Yes. Because under, under, under the bum from, from Queens, unfortunately, he's from New York. Under the bum, we didn't get shit. I oh. had to, the recent, my t- I had to pay back. That's why this president, his former vice president, who is now the president, wants to tax the rich, who makes over $400,000, and you know they're all mad. Oh, well. Oh, well. Um, it's, I want to, because you mentioned um, student loan debt, uh, today, um, and for those listening at home, uh, because this episode will air later, uh, today is the 5th of April. Um, the president has extended uh, the moratorium on student loan repayments until through August. Um, it will possibly beyond that um, because there is already talk of extending it once again after that. Um, I want to ask you, like, what what is the obsession with student loan debt from the, quote, progressive wing of this party? Like, it's it's all they want to talk about when, you know, there are there are things on the table like voting rights and, you know, access to abortion and things like that, that for most of us feel more important than forgiving loans. 
they're racist and selfish. Let's just put it like that. And the ashes that support it, they're just stupid. Like I have student loans. I have I I I I have student loans. But if I can wait until my my voting rights is more important than my student loans. Some people got on me like, well, why are you not for student loans? I said, because my voting rights come first. Me as a black person not having my voting rights, not having reproductive rights, let's see, criminal justice. I think those are more important than my student loans right now. And honestly, to tell you the truth, I don't mind my student loans being canceled. I, I honestly, and then it's going to be controversial, I'd rather people of color get their student loans canceled than white men. Okay, I, because it's the white people, the white men that are crying about their student loans. I'm like, you guys get the, the jobs first before any other demographic. You're the pettiest group of men versus my group who is still trying to have more, uh, more employment, even though it's getting better, but it could get a lot better. Yes, it can, you know, for black women um, per se. And uh, we can, if, we, if I get $25,000 on my loan forgiven, I'm blessed. I know what it is. And I know I'm going to be paying it forever and ever. But if I could get those things done and I could worry about my student loans last. But with them, no, they want people to kneel to them because they're starting to pay attention to how shit runs. You should have been paying attention back in 2016 and before. But because you wasn't paying attention and you was worrying about turning it up and, and living your life turned up, now you see things turn on you and it affects you when you protest the vote. And it's, it's exactly that, that, you know, the people who are screaming the loudest about canceling student loan debt via executive order are the most unreliable voting block. Yep, the most unreliable voting block and the lazy congressional folk in the lower chamber and two in the upper chamber, okay? Like the fave of Congress, I call by her name, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, of the 14th Congressional District that is the east side of the Bronx, which is Castle Hill and all other, the Pelham Bay area. And you know, the early part of Queens who has not wrote a fucking bill, no, has not even passed a fucking bill to save her life, had the audacity to say, this is not helpful for the party. How about you do something to help a party and write the fucking bill that you get paid $174,000 and Elizabeth Warren you need to write a bill too because you only got one bill and you've been in Congress for almost 10 fucking years, okay? You've been in Congress for almost 10 fucking years. And don't get me started with the guy from South Brooklyn who moved to Vermont to only be in the whitest state of the country, okay? Don't get me started with him. Um, I like to cap my friend's phrase, three law McGraw, <laughs> as she calls him. Yes, him. Like, and these are supposed to be the most progressive people. Get the fuck out of here. The real progressive people are the people that are doing the work. My congressman is the real progressive. He sits on the Hispanic caucus and on the progressive caucus. Then you got, um, who else? 
you got Joyce Beatty, Maxine Waters, Al Green, I believe, Senator Al Green, uh, I'm not Senator, Underwood. I mean, Congressman Al Green, Lauren Underwood, all, half of those people that sit in the Congressional Black Caucus, who is doing the work, they're the real fucking progressives, not these ones that, that, get, that get the shine and get the, and be on TV every five minutes and then I write a motherfucking bill to save their motherfucking life. Listen, and only reason why Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez is going to win her fucking seat again because she got horrible ass candidates running against her. She don't have anybody from the New York City Council who decide to run against her running because if she did, she will be in motherfucking trouble. Um, since since we're we're talking about um, the the congresswoman, uh, I and this is this is going to be controversial uh, for because and this is this is an old story uh, for me. I don't give a shit that she went to the Met Gala. Like I I honestly I I don't give a shit. Um, you know go have a good time. What the fuck ever. Um, what I don't like is the dress that she wore. I thought like, it was like it was paint on a, on a really nice dress. Yeah. Like if, if she had just gone and like wore a lovely gown and had a great time with her boyfriend, like, you know, whatever. There were, there were other Congress people there. Like that's, that's whatever. That's none of my business, you know, but like, don't, don't turn it into a political moment and then be upset that, you know, people have feelings about it because you made a political statement. You, you made it a thing. My thing is that like, if you want to tax the rich, write a bill to tax the rich. Be like the president who proposed 425,000. If you make more than that, like that and more, yeah, your ass is going to be taxed. Be like him. Be like Pat Murray, Murray from Washington State, who actually advocated for the president to extend the, the, the moratorium on student loans. It was her that made the noise. Or be like somebody in the House, I think one of the Democratic um, representatives who has a bill to eliminate, I think, $25,000 of student loan debt. Like, I don't see you, and, and, and you're supposed to be progressive. Why are you not doing those things? I have no motherfucking idea. And it's like, you got access to the president. Your people is not doing their job because if they did their job, your ass would have been at the president's office or at the vice president's office. Your ass would have been there. Corey would have been there. All of them would have been there. They people don't do shit. Like, y'all wasting a salary. You're wasting your constituent salary. Like, we hire you, we can fire you. I don't live in her district. I live in the 13th congressional district. That's where my district is. And that's Adriano Espia, who is actually kind of like almost like a DACA recipient because he's from Santa Domingo, but grew up here in Washington Heights. Like he does the work. He's progressive. Like he got shit going with Congress, Congresswoman Ming, which they did a bill where, you know, for the disaster in Queens at that hurricane, like, that's your district, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, why you did not do anything. See, like, there's a lot of things, like, she has a lot of missed opportunities. And that's why I get upset with her, because you go on TV and do all of this, but you're not doing your job. You're not doing your job, and, and you lost popularity, and you're going to continue to lose more popularity, because you're not fucking doing your job. And, you know, other people running 
can't, I mean, okay, I, I, I guess, and here's the thing, and it's going to be unpopular. So there's purple districts, you know, people running in purple districts that are Democrats. And I understand you don't want the socialist label on you. How about steer away from that and run an effective campaign? Don't even mention Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or Bernie Sanders' name out your mouth. Just run an effective campaign, talk to the people. Because even as much as they get on my nerves, don't use them as an excuse of why you can't win your own fucking campaign or why you came so close. Um, speaking of that, um, nice little, little segue. Um, Bernie Sanders surrogate Nina Turner has uh, filed for to challenge uh, Chantel Brown for the seat that uh, she just won. Um, why, why do you think she's so hell bent on trying to win that seat and not, you know, going another, like another route? Like, because she feels that she was the clear winner. You was a front runner in the beginning, but you start, your true color starting to come out and you ran as the progressive in a district that goes for the quote unquote establishment, right? Goes for the actual Democrat with results. Like you was one of those standard bearer Democrats and then you went crazy and you advocated for Bernie. Everybody knows you sucked Bernie's dick. That's what you did. That's what you did. And you basically sold your soul to the white devil, as they say. So therefore, you got what you deserve. But I know half of her people blocked me because I called them out and I, dra- I dragged them. I got receipts, Greg. I, I feel like posting all of them. Like after, you know, this episode, I, I-, I want to post them because it's just like, you know, why are you trying to embarrass yourself again, sis? Like, why? Why? I, I, I think somebody, one of my friends, he needs to post that video. I said, I'm Nina Turner and I have no edges. Like he really needs to post that. <laughs> Y'all know who, who did that. And I'm just like, ah, I love you. <laughs> Even though you're unapologetically mean, but I love you for that. But like, she wants to embarrass herself again. And her people wants to be embarrassed again and want to be loud and wrong. And I cannot wait to like share this information about how... People are wrong about the midterm predictions. You never know what's going to happen. It's not like historically, you know, the party, like saying like if it's a Democratic president, the party normally, the lower chamber is mostly Republican. You never know that happened because that didn't happen with Donald Trump. The Democrats had the House while the Republicans remain a majority in the Senate. That's what happened. And I have a feeling it, you know, because of the insurrection and the thing on Ukraine and all of these, restrictive draconian draconian bills that are coming out to restrict women for you know being who they getting reproductive and trans people people might vote the other way around people might actually vote for democrats so you never know where that's going to happen so don't assume that people are going to vote for the republican party because that might not happen behind that insurrection who knows um, speaking of, of the midterms, um, I, I want to get your, your opinion on, um, a, a few of the, a few of the races that I know people in our corner of Twitter land and whatnot 
are 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 looking at um the first being what has surprisingly turned into a very uh controversial race especially in again our corner of of the twitter land um and i'm talking about the uh pennsylvania primary uh connor lamb malcolm kenyatta and um Shrek three. <laughs> <clears throat> oh gosh, I try to stay out of that. Even though Pennsylvania is the next state, New because I'm closer to the state. That's like my neighboring state. I just could say I don't know who wins. Whoever of the two men, not the guy that eats children, but of the two men between Connor Lamb and Michael Piana, I don't care who wins. But don't tell people to drop out the race. That's something you don't want to tell people. Y'all was in my business about the New York mayoral race and telling Maya shouldn't drop out, even though I think Maya ran one of the most shittiest campaigns at the end. And don't get me started with Catherine Garcia's campaign because I hated that campaign. And that's the campaign that got all the paper endorsements. And don't get me started with her. But, you know, like, don't tell people to drop. We didn't tell them to drop out the race. So why tell Malcolm Kenyatta to drop out? Everyone has a chance to run and he's on the ballot. The person that should drop out the race is the person that did not show up to the debates. When you don't show up to the debates, that means you don't give a fuck. It's like a big middle finger like this. Okay. Like he told his constituents, fuck you. That's what he told them to fuck yourselves. And keep in mind, he's a Lieutenant governor. You would think he would have some type of decorum you know, a, some type of professionalism to show up, even if the questions are are, 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 are are a lot, because he doesn't want to account for what happened almost 10 years ago. That's the reason. That is the reason. You know, everybody got skeletons in their closet. You know, Maka Kenyatta running as a quote-unquote progressive all of a sudden. You know, they're going to ask him about that. Or Connor Lamb, why he did not vote for um, Nancy Pelosi for the speakership twice. So everybody got like a little type of skeletons in their closet. It's just how you assert yourself. And John Fetterman seemed like he's not ready for prom time. But all this fighting about the candidates, listen, our main goal is to make sure a Democrat is elected because you've got kooky, wacky people on the Republican side running, okay, and trying to get that seat. So the main thing is you want to cheer on whoever becomes. So all this fighting is unnecessary. And the two men get along, okay? They were there. They were laughing at each other's jokes. I didn't watch the whole thing, but they were all laughing. And they all piled on John Fetterman's ass as he rightfully deserves. Yeah. Um, I, and I, you know, in, in the episode uh, that is out right now of the show, um, a previous guest and I talked in depth about this and, you know, we, we agreed that, you know, it's a primary support, whoever, but it's also important to remember that in the 2020 primaries, a lot of what we were combating in our corner of Twitter was people telling the now vice president, that she should drop out. So it's it's weird to have that 
you know, be your, be your ground game now. Yeah, it sounds so stupid. Like, that's like with the governor's race in my state. The fact is that my candidate dropped out because she was pretty much told to drop out. People were like, well, no, she wasn't. Yes, the fuck she was. Because all of a sudden that happened. And then her people, two of her people, like, messaged me and was like, we just found this out today. So telling people to drop out, I think that's the most stupidest thing. Well, thank you for doing it for the country. She ain't do it for you, motherfucker. That's like, Malcolm, can y'all not going to drop out for y'all asses? Like, like, let's cut the bullshit. Like, let's just cut it. People dropped out for personal reasons. You know, the vice president dropped out for personal reasons. But be, telling her to drop out, that's real fucked up. And, and when I heard that, I was, I was mad, you know, because she was actually qualified to debate that time. Which was fucking crazy. Yeah. Which was fucking crazy. And with my AG, who's she's running for re-election for a position again. When she was running, even though the numbers was like a gap between her and the current governor, but if you're on a debate stage, she's a good debater. She's actually a well-rounded politician. Like her endorsements from the congressional representative, including the fave in Congress, endorsed her. Because she's running an unopposed primary, my, my, my AG, versus the governor, who's actually running between two, running against two other men that are nuts, okay? So telling people to drop out of a race, as much as I don't like those two men, listen, if they get embarrassed, they get embarrassed again. Well, one of them is going to get embarrassed again as the congressman from Long Island. But back to this whole Pennsylvania thing, telling people to drop out, I think that's the most Weakest and bitch ass move. I'm sorry, I had my things like that. So, another um, hotly watched um, race that is coming up. Um, Congresswoman Val Demings is. Uh, gunning for Marco Rubio. Um, you think she can, she's going to pull that out? That will be, a, that will actually be a very close race. Uh, probably the closest out of all, because, you know, she is wildly popular and she is basically like a stateswoman. But then you got the Cubans. Oh, the Cubans who seems like they've been brainwashed by the Republican Party. They look at Democrats as socialists, which I think that's ridiculous when the Democrats is the one that gave y'all $1,400 checks. The same Democrats that got the shots in your arms right away. The same Democrats is basically saving your asses right now. Saving your asses from being Oliver's twist or living like Oliver's twist. So Marco Rubio voted against everything that will help y'all motherfuckers, even the infrastructure he voted against. So he's not helping you. He's not helping you. But if you want to vote and die on that hill, that's your business. But I have a feeling that will be actually a very close race. But you never know how, I never want to predict how turnout is going to be because turnout is going to be probably, it's probably going to be another big turnout race because of the insurrection of the thing in Ukraine, something else might pop off. 
where people are going to turn out for the Democratic Party. Because something else is going to happen. Not bad, but something else is going to happen. Uh, while we're on the, the topic of Florida, um, do you think that uh, Ron DeSantis is getting voted out? If it's Charlie Chris, yeah. Because Charlie Chris is actually well respected. Do I agree with his politics? No, but he's widely respected. And so he is going to win because Nikki Free started off strong and then she went like a whole nother like route. I don't dislike her, you know, but she went a whole nother crazy route. Like she started off as a, she was like Maya Wiley, started off great and then just went a whole nother. Mm-mm. And so, you know, it, it will probably be Charlie Chris more than likely. Um, to beat Ron DeSantis, Charlie, uh, Chris got a good record that he could probably run on. So that will be great. Like I said, the Senate race, um, is going to be, that's going to be a close one because Ron, uh, what's his name? Marco Rubio is going to get a run for his money. So he's going to get a run for his money. And with the same thing, Wisconsin, whoever gets it, Ron, I mean, Ron Johnson is a whole ass insurrectionist low key. So all you got to do is bring that shit up. And uh, what is it? North Carolina. We know Richard Burr is leaving. So Cheryl Beasley is well-respected. So she's a possibility. Yeah. She might, that's a, that one is a toss-up. Yeah. That one's a toss-up. Jo- they say Georgia's a toss-up, but Raphael Warnock is like so well-respected. He can possibly inch that him and Mark Kelly. Like they can actually win those races because of what they do for their constituents. Yeah. Um, and then there is uh, Tim Ryan and against J.D. Vance in Ohio. J.D. Vance is crazy. I think Tim Ryan is going to get. Do I like Tim Ryan? No, I don't. Y'all know why. For those who, you know, what he did to Nancy Pelosi. But um, he's going to win because J.D. Vance is stupid. All those Trumpian people, they Everybody say, oh, they're going to get, I say, they normally don't get in because they're crazy. So that's like Lee Zeldin versus Kathy Hochul. Lee Zeldin may, he's not going to win. I can tell you that. But uh, it will be a close race for Kathy. Absolutely. Because Kathy got thing shit a little better. I, I, I always, people are like, well, why are you criticizing? Because the whole budget thing is a prime example. So that's why I'm just saying, like, you have to, like, that's why I'm just saying all these Trumpian people, keep people keep boasting them up on TV, like, they're not going to get it. Because people are not going to vote for craziness. We witnessed a whole-ass insurrection. <laughs> that's true. We did. And we were we were all on Twitter that day. Like, we all spent the day together. <laughs> yes, on, I was at work. And my, that shit on TV. And my supervisor was like, look at the TV. And I'm, like, working and I'm like, wow. And then I look on my feed and I'm just like, what the fuck? It, it's crazy. It's crazy. But if, like I said, everybody's not going to be Virginia. Everything's not yeah. going to happen like Virginia, okay? And believe it or not, Virginia's not even in all that trouble because Virginia still got a great majority in their, like, delegates. They still got a good-ass majority. So he could try all the shit he wants to. He know he can't. And shout out to, since we're talking about Virginia, um, Miss uh, Louise Lucas of the Virginia 
Dem senator. Uh, she is fastly becoming a, a Twitter favorite of a lot of people. Um, I, I freaked the fuck out when she followed me. Um, I like her a lot. Um, she's she's going to do big things. Um, so last election that I feel like everybody is watching, um, is as usual in Texas. Uh, we, do we, do we think Beto's going to pull this out? That's going to be a close one too. But with all those bills passing, it just show like, yeah, this man is going to take your whole entire freedom away. Your freedom to be who you are your freedom to reproduce, your freedom to go inside a woman's bathroom or a man's bathroom, however you want to, gender identity. He is willing to break up homes and arrest parents for making a safe haven for their child. Governor Hot Wheels need to go. Hot Wheels. And I don't make fun of people in wheelchairs, but Hot Wheels need to go. Um, on on one of my other shows, uh, I, I did not realize. Like, I just I I don't know how I didn't notice. I I just never noticed that Greg Abbott was in a wheelchair. I didn't know neither. My mom was like, "He in a wheelchair?" Like, no, ma, he ain't no wheelchair. Yeah, and I was I like, saw what? I said, "He in a wheelchair." And he and he eating. God damn. Yep. <laughs> um. Oh. Uh, Georgia, the Georgia governor race, uh, Stacey Abrams. That's going to be another close one. That's going to be another close one because they will try everything in the book to not let Stacey Abrams be the governor. But people got to turn out. This is the problem. People think the presidency is supposed to do everything. No. No, no, no. If you listen to Dr. C on any platforms, the presidency is not supposed to govern. It's supposed to govern the whole country, but not each state, right? That's why we have governors. That's what's the 10th Amendment. States' rights. You have governors, 50 governors. You have them for a reason. Because they oversee, they're in charge of the state. They oversee the state. They're the executive power, right? You have to show up to local elections. They matter. You see what's going on in the country, all these draconian bills. Oklahoma just had the bill where, um, what is it? The, the Another abortion bill that's out? It's a, it's a full ban on abortion. Yeah, it, it, exactly, it, exactly. And that's that kind of shit. People have to show up. And, then, and, and to get the unemployment, the average unemployment, high unemployment is $105, okay? It's $105. But you don't want to show up because you feel like Democrats ain't doing shit for you when the president and the vice president and the first lady and the second gentleman is traveling around the country. You can go on the Google is free. There's a website that actually does not lie. There's actually truth on the White House website where they all the shit that they have passed. The problem is they keep listening to these big people, these platforms that don't contribute anything, that don't know shit, that never, you know, paid attention in history class, never took a, a, a government class in college or a history class in college or civics in college to understand how our checks and balances work in this country. We have the 10th Amendment for a reason so governors can act. 
so governors can act. It took a long time, believe it or not, for New York to be completely blue, the, our state legislator, because it was red for a minute. And we didn't turn blue to like 2018. And we've been remaining blue for quite some time. And with the with the um with the census maps, they are uh, Republicans compete is shrinking for their seats, including the one that's running for governor. He's he's gonna be unemployed by the end of this year. So I mean, local governments, they matter. I always voted every election since I've been a registered voter. Since I came back home from school and I registered ever since, re-register again, I have been voting, 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 voting every election. The only one election I missed was in 2010 because I was in the hospital. But every other election, I have went, I have voted, I did write research on the candidate, whether I like the people or not in the general, I went out and vote. That's what happens. You go vote. You go to vote in the primary to see who you can wait out and then you go to the general. You pay attention. How many times you got to fucking tell people this? Grown ass people. Every election, every time. Like you, you have to. And, you know, it's, it's like, you know, I feel like we spend a lot of time telling people, you know, if, if you don't vote, don't bitch. Because you, you know, you, you had an opportunity to, you know, be a part of this. Mm-hmm. But you still don't vote. You know, so, you know, everybody who is here with us this evening, um, everybody who is, will listen to this, um, do me a favor. When we get done here tonight, just go check your voter registration. Go to, you know, whenwevote.org, make sure that your your voter res- registration is squared away. Um, you know, this is, it's, it is said a lot, um, but in the year of our Lord Beyonce 2022, this, this is a very, very important primary or um, midterm election that's coming up. Um, so as a personal favor to me, please, please do that. Um, So we have now come to the point in the show um, where I like to dig through my inbox and pull out an email from a listener. Uh, This week's letter comes to us from Lisa in Minnesota. Hello, Lisa. Thank you for listening. Thank you for writing in. Um, I appreciate you. Um, Lisa would like to know why we are not actively going into Ukraine to save the Ukrainian people. We don't want to start another war. We don't want to be a war, war, world war three, because right now this is like Cold War part two that we're basically fighting. And uh, well, not we, but the country itself. Who even wants to relive want Russia to be living time like 1950s to like the 1980s. And the truth is, it's not happening. Yeah. It's not it happening. But we, 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 we don't want to start no fly zone that creates World War Three. So we try to reduce the, we just got out of a 20 year war. We don't want to go into another one. It's just pointless. 
Well, and I think um, what a lot of people, and I heard this on NPR the other day, um, about they were they were talking to a retired army general and he was explaining exactly what it takes to institute a no-fly zone and it, like in order for nato to do that nato forces would have to go into ukraine and actively shoot russian planes down like that's that's what that is and you know if NATO steps foot in Ukraine, all hell breaks. So right, right now, you know, sending sending weapons and humanitarian relief is the best we can do, you know, until Russia sets foot in a NATO country. And, you know, then it's fucking game. Right. You're absolutely right. So all these people that why are we getting like, just like sh- just let the process play but just be quiet and just listen yeah like you know it's it, it's not even like it's not that you know we we understand like what russia is doing is fucking terrible like it's it's genocide um there was the recent slaughter of all the people in, in um a city whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce because I'll fuck it up and piss off a lot of people. Um, but you know there are there are pictures of that, um, and I think I think it's important that uh, we not shy away from those pictures. Um, you know, just like um, during Kosovo, like those. You know, when we were kids, like those pictures were everywhere. Um, so, so there's your answer, uh, Lisa. Thank you again uh, for writing in. I, I appreciate it. Um, and thank you for listening to the show. Um, so now we are going to open the floor to uh, some questions from uh, our audience. Um, so if you would like to ask um, a question of Shantae, or if you'd like to ask me a question, or if you would just like to um, share a thought on um, something that we've talked about tonight. Uh, this is your opportunity to do it. Um, yeah, so who, who, who would like to go first? Anybody? All right, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna start with Brandon and then Lauren and then Miss Julie. If you have anything to add, um, so the the screen the screens are the screens are jumping. All right, uh, <laughs> Brandon, what you got, buddy? Hey, so quick question. Um, we know that President Biden will extend the moratorium on um, student loan payments to August thirty first of um, of this year. So why do you think that the the progressives such as AOC and Bernie Sanders and and Cori Bush and others, why are they so adamant about using Twitter to say to falsely push that the president should cancel all student loan debt via executive order instead of the and Elizabeth Warren um, instead of them 
actually writing a bill and getting that bill passed. What what's stopping them from doing that? What's stopping them from doing that is they, they want to like play to their base. That that's what it is. Play to their base. Their base is people that's online, but some of them people online they're bots. They're not like half of them is not like even real people. And those who are real people with the verified accounts, you know, they're stupid. They're playing on their stupidity. They're playing on their lack of intelligence to understand how government works. I had to learn over time how government works. I had to read books. I had to actually pay attention to the news before President Obama of how the freaking goddamn government works. They're playing to a base of people that are not intelligent, that are just recently, they were born like in the 2000s or they were born in the late 90s of how government works. Because honestly, to tell you the truth, it took an incremental change to get to where we got to. And yes, you know, I'm all for canceling student loan debt, but only for a certain income requirement. That's just me. I don't want to cancel student loan debt for people that make over 125000 or even over 100000 You could pay that shit. I can't. You know, and but with them, these are the most laziest people in Congress, right? The most laziest people in Congress that couldn't write a bill. You have people that you quote unquote called the establishment advocating for the president to extend it, which that was Pat Murray of Missouri. That's the senator. When she sits on the education committee, I think she's like one of the chair people. And then I'm not quite as sure. And then you have another person that's in Congress in the lower chamber that actually is writing, I think proposed a bill to eliminate $25,000 of a student loan debt. So you have the quote unquote establishment doing shit before you. That means you're not progressive and you ain't about that life. That's right. your question, Brandon. I hope, I hope so. <laughs> you did. <laughs> All right, uh, Miss, Miss Lauren, and then we'll get to Miss Julie next. Good evening. Um, first, I want to thank Greg for the invitation. Thank you so much. And I also want to say it's an honor to meet um, Shantae as close as I can in real life and, and Greg as well and the other people that are joined tonight because for all the things that I do find wrong about technology, and you all know I'll fuss on the Bird app about the Bird app, I can also rejoice in moments like this because it is the Bird app that can bring me to a moment where I can see all of you in real life and connect with you this way. And that is really powerful and really important to have this moment. So I just want to be in the now and let you all know that I appreciate it um, for being able to be in this space with all of you. No, we appreciate so, you for, thank, you know, thank you for you being here. Truth and, and a real ally, like you're a real ally because I hear you on the spaces, you on Kenny's spaces, you on my spaces, you on other spaces and you speak that, you talk that real shit. So kudos to you. Oh, thank you. So my, my sincere question for Shantae would be um, around the level of that apathy that we're having when it comes to uh, elections, voting, um, our parties, you know, Democrat, Republican, leftist, rightist, progressives, regressives, all this stuff. And then you'll get people that are like, well, I'm not into politics. And, you know, I want to clap back to be like, well, I'm not into politics either, but I don't really feel like I have a choice because in my mind, politics is in everything. 
like if you really want to get down to it, everything is politics, right? And um, politics is really life or death. And I mean that in the literal sense, right? Decisions around politics and the, the policies and our legislative things that are happening and all that, even Supreme Court decisions, actually trickle down to be our, as American citizens, lives or livelihoods or even death, right? So for all the advocacy work that I see you doing, all the activism that you're doing, everything that you are, what would be when there's all this apathy and see it's so much harder to care than it is not to care. And I know everybody in this space understands that because I see you on Twitter. So I see the work that you do, each one of you in your own capacity. So you know it's so much easier not to care than it is to care. So my question to Shantae would be, what keeps you caring? What keeps you politically engaged? And I know that we don't really have the time usually on Twitter without the power of the voice for people to give like answers like that. So that's why I haven't tweeted you to be like, Shantae, what keeps you going every day with this? What so here, that's me, my question. What keeps me going is just a simple fact is that, you know, everything I'm trying to do, like, you know, pursue my master's degree, you know, that's one. Also, having a job in my field, that's another. Also, making sure that there's generational, generational wealth for, say, if I want to get married and have a child yet, even though I'm, I'm in that mid-30s area, I should have been settled, having it, but you know, like, that's not the case. Life is what it is. That keeps me going. People in my family, like, my mother is a baby boomer. My father's a baby boomer. My parents that wasn't born with their full civil rights. They didn't get their full civil rights until they was teenagers. In 1968, my mom was what, almost 15. My dad was like 14. So it's just like, cause they're a year apart. So that keeps me going. Learning about my grandmother and my grandfather, what hurdles they went through. Like they knew how to write their name, but people their age back in the South, my mother's parents, cause my mother's from South Carolina. So like she watched adults write the X with their name cause they couldn't write their name. And if they couldn't write their name, they balance was fucking thrown in the garbage. You know that because you you both, you two are both, and Greg, y'all from down south. So y'all know how that go. And Julie's family, her paternal side, they're from the south. So like they did shit like that. that. That's what they did. So that keeps me going. That keeps me going because like I do not want another Republican running nothing. Especially in my state. I don't want them to run nothing. And people ask me, well, can you run for Congress? I'm too, my mouth is too dirty. I have a bad <laughs> attitude to run for Congress. I do have a bad attitude, believe it or not, because I, there's certain shit I can't stand for. Like, you talk about my family, like, you getting fucked up. Like, I fight. Like, you will get your ass beat. The way those Republicans and some of these people in the news media, the way they talk about people's families, that shit is crazy. That shit is crazy. I can never. I can never. That's why, like, I'd rather do my shit on Twitter or, like, podcasts like Greg, like there's ways of different activism. You don't have to go out in the streets and put a sign up. You know, that's not, everybody's not built like that. There's different ways to be built. Like you, you like always engage. Like I see you always be telling the truth and putting these white women in order. And you're one of the few, you, you, you do, you do. Because when you talk something, we just like, we just all listen and we just like, thank you. Cause even Kenny was like, thank you. like. We just thank you for doing that um, because like we don't, it's not a lot of white people that don't understand that there's certain things like you can't say or don't center yourself around that. So 
we appreciate your voice. But yeah, what keeps me going is just my life. Like our life is around politics and economics. Politics and economics is your daily life. So Thank I'm a master's so student in business. So yeah, so that ties into each other. So I hope that answers your question. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. No problem. All right. And Miss Julie, what you got? Hey guys, I apologize for not being on camera. It's been a long day. It's understandable, Julie. Shantae knows my <laughs> she knows my sordid history, so she understands why it's like 12 hours later for Julie right now. But anyways, first of all, thank you both for doing this. Greg, I, we've never talked in person. Um, I thought I heard you say peep on a space once, but that was it. So I don't, I don't know you very well, but of course I know Shantae very well. I'm on her spaces a lot. So thank you guys for doing this. This is awesome. Um, so I actually have three questions. Two of them are related. One is not. Um, so I'll start with the one. The first one is, um, this is for you, Shantae, specifically. Do you think that Trump will go down for treason? That's the first question. The second question is to both of you. Do you agree with the current pace of the Department of Justice, specifically around Garland? And are you wavering in pro-con Garland camp? Or kind of like what is both of you, your take on that speed of the DOJ currently? And then finally, um, this is back to Shantae alone. Sorry, Greg. Um, okay. Finally, uh, Obama said something today that I thought was really interesting, which is we have a story to tell. We just have to tell it. And there, I think, was an answer to a question about what, you know, are the Democrats getting their message out or why don't you think the Democrats are getting their message out? So this is back to Shantae. Do you agree that we just need to get it out. Um, Cause I know you've written a couple things on this subject. So, so first question, Trump, second question, Garland to both. Third question, Obama to Shantae. Just to let you know that Julie writes her questions down. Yes, I do. She has a book. <laughs> I love it. I love it. She writes her questions down. And she, and every space you say, I got my list. So I do have my list. <laughs> okay, so one, Trump is going to not run for president again. So people need to get that shit out of their head. Julie, you know, we... we. I have a bet with Brian. You know that. Greg, do you know about this bet? I have a bet. It's a hundred bucks. I said, he's not running. It's on my pin. It's my pin tweet. I said, he is not running. Absolutely not in 2024. And Brian said, oh, yes, he is. And I'm like, care to put your money where your mouth is. So we have a hundred dollars. Venmo oh, is set and ready oh. to go. And oh. I will be collecting on that bet. Thank you. And Brian gonna sit there like an old grandpa waiting for that. Mm -hmm. That's so, right. Because he looked like somebody. <laughs> he, he has like, he's a very old soul. But yes. um, I, I think Trump is not going to go, to, uh, not going to win. He's not going to be in actual prison because he's still got secret service protection. And knowing our president, he's such an institutionalist that he's not going to take that shit away from him. Because mm. there's a lot of people that want to probably, you know, really do some damage to Donald Trump. Right. So that's one. But he is probably going to be on house arrest more than likely. 
So once you're on house arrest, we got the ankle bracelet, and you're out a certain time, like, eh, 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 you know? Right. Because on Rachel Maddow, there was an expert there. I'm trying to find a clip to say that Donald Trump is not going to serve a president because the Secret Service will have to serve inside with him. But right. he is going to be on house arrest, and he's not going to run president. That is very clear. The reason right. why he's not going to run because it's all of this stuff. The insurrection will ruin him. That right. insurrection, because everybody's snitching. There's people that's snitching behind closed doors. Oh, yeah. Plus so, the state, plus New York State, plus what Tish James is doing and her referrals, like all of that. And then, of course, there's Georgia. Everybody that we haven't heard too much from Georgia lately. That means I think something big is coming. I think Garland kind of stepped away and said, Fanny, you got this. I'm, I'm out. Don't worry about it, which is fine. That was a leak. I don't believe it, though. I honestly think it's going to be New York, it's going to be Georgia, and then it's going to be federal. So. Yep, and, and and speaking, and everybody keeps going at the D.A. Bragman. D, not Bragman, Bragg. We don't know yeah. what D.A. Bragg is going to do, but we know that he didn't publicly said Trump is off the hook because he didn't say that. Right. That's not his words. So right. all of this, and, and the two prosecutors that resigned, I'm just like, where was that energy for Cy Vance? Because Cy Vance said, shit. Mm-hmm. Cy right. do shit. But y'all want to like go after the black man. I mean, right. give it a break. Because that black man, he's actually a progressive, believe it or not, because he doesn't want to even charge children to go to jail. Right. You know, right, like right. so, because that's the whole conversation that's going up here. But we'll see what happens, because if it's criminal, it will land at his feet and or the uh, Southern District of New York, which is the U.S. Attorney's Office. And he's Jamaican. So you got three black people. Right. That Donald Trump is fearing right now that they have to cooperate and they try to delay it as possible, but they can't. So, you know, they're in trouble. Now to the second question of Merrick Garland, I think he's moving a little slow, but doesn't mean he's not doing his job. Because remember, he got the voting rights thing down in Georgia that they're challenging. Yes. But they're suing other people. The AG office is actually doing the work, even though there's still some Trump people they got to kick out other other stuff because there's still some that's employed there which i don't even know why but then you got the two women there in the civil rights division that is doing the work so you got people there that's 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 doing the the work so i know people want the the case to over go fast but it can't go fast like you need all the facts and everything before you get to the big fish it takes a minute to get to the big fish like people want justice to work like law and order this right. is not law and order. This is motherfucking real life. And that's another thing. I want resistor Twitter, white resistor Twitter, especially if you're listening, because you're not going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I want y'all to stop using my fucking AG as a meme for law and order special. Vi- stop fucking doing that. I hate that shit. Because she's not there. She's not going to save y'all. Right. Okay. Just because your fellow white people are going to vote for him again, potentially, that is something y'all need to work out in your community. Correct. Okay, you need to talk to your brothers and sisters before you try to pin a black woman to save y'all from the fucking pits of hell, which y'all should have saved yourselves back in 2016. So Correct. I think Garland is not is doing a, a pretty decent job, which I think he'd go harder, but he got a lot of other things. He's trying to get make sure to protect my voting rights. So that's, right. that's, that's, he, he has lost sight of the conversation. People forgot right. about that, but want to go on Trump, but it's a, you got to have the voting rights too. Greg? Right. 
Um, I am of the belief that not everything that happens in our federal government should happen right in front of our faces. Um, you know, so, you know, yeah, there is part of me that, you know, like a lot of people wishes that, you know, there was, there was more happening. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, there, there are pieces in play that, um, I don't need to know about or, right. you know, can't know about yet because all the evidence isn't there or, you know, I, I'm not a lawyer. So, right. you know, AG Garland could come out and give a press conference every day. And I'd still be like, I, I don't know if that's, those are words. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, and I think a lot of people, whether they want to admit it or not, um, during the former administration, they got used to and started to enjoy that there were working parts of this government that played out in the public eye that shouldn't have. Right. That's true. That's um, true. So, you know, that's that's where I am, you know, this, this whole, like, where's Merrick thing, it's, you know, and do something Twitter, if you're listening, fuck off, like, <laughs> go outside, get a hobby, right. like, just stop, um, so yeah, that's, that's where I am on it. Okay, and I think the okay. third question was, can you repeat that again, Julie, because you, you said a lot. I know I did. I'm sorry. Um, so the last one was, uh, I think a reporter asked Obama today while he was at the White House, do you think the Democrats are doing a good enough job in their messaging right now? And he said, you know what, we have a story to tell. We just have to tell it. And so I was going to ask you, Shante, if you think that our story is being told and perhaps like maybe to set aside Twitter for a second, I'll do an add-on, sorry. Set aside Twitter for a second. Um, Cause you know, that's, that's kind of one realm that's part of social media, but not all. Um, do you think that we have more of a story to tell? Do you think our story is not being told well enough? Do you agree or disagree with what Obama said today? I don't disagree with him. I think, you know, uh, our story is being told. It's just the fact that the mainstream media wants to boost up the uh, grand insurrectionist party. If things are not done fast enough in the pace of time, back to your first and second question, the right. president and the vice president are going all around the country along with their spouses, which is the first lady and the second gentleman. They're going around the country to talk about the accomplishments that the, this administration has done with the, from the American Rescue Plan to the infrastructure bill to canceling the disability to loans for people with disabilities. Like they're doing all of that stuff and also putting out more legislation. They just put out the Emmett um anti-legislation. That's a whole nother thing. So this administration is doing, which can they expand it more? Absolutely. It's always room for more. Like with um, the last episode of Don't Make This Weird. Yes, you know, there needs to be more messages put out there. But the problem, the problem is, is, is a couple problems. 
the mainstream media, they're the problem. They boost up. They don't invite people to talk about, you know, the accomplishments. They All they care about is what is hot on social media, which I think that's lazy. Right. Another is um, the quote-unquote progressives in the party of basically going on TV to slander this administration, right. which their constituents are very happy with this administration. Mm-hmm. So that's another. And then it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's just people that want microwavable things. Like yeah. they want it like a hot pocket in the microwave for one minute, but they don't, they don't understand incremental change. Like if you actually study the 1960s, you know how people got their ass beaten and killed mm-hmm. for the shit that we got. Like I explain you, Julie, you was born before a year before your silk, before your silk, get your whole civil rights, right? Not telling your age, but it, it's the truth. But and you kind of did, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but the whole the whole man is people in our families and yeah. all of our families. You know, people that we're friends with. You know, we didn't get our full civil rights to 1968. Women were not able to vote in the 19 to the 1920s. Right. The Constitution benefits the white male, right. and even for the LGBTQ, you guys were not be, was not able to marry who you want to marry to. Like what? Seven years ago, federally, nope. seven years ago, there was only two states at the time. And then my state, you know, became, and then for the whole country, which Republicans try to overturn that, like pay attention to what the GOP wants to do. Right. Anti-trans bill, anti-abortion bills. Let's see. Um, want to eliminate loving, the loving. Um, they want to, you know, eliminate that, eliminate yeah. the, ACA, which they're still trying to do, which they can't do. Eliminate DACA, you know, eliminate your right to vote. All of these things they're trying to do. And to the white women, because they're the voting, they're the main voting block, and LMC always get them all the time. Between her and, and Sarah, they get them all the time. So to the white women, if you're listening out there, if you continue to vote for a party that wants to eliminate your right to health care and reproductive rights, Let's see. Um, also eliminate your access to voting, you know, protecting your trans family member. Uh, let's see. Criminal justice. Right. Um, all of these other things. If you guys want to vote and eliminate the, the interracial marriage, if you guys want that, then you guys ain't no motherfucking allies. You guys right. are a piece of shit. And yes, I said a piece of shit. I said what I said. Stop, uh, Auntie Julie, that's why I WS. Julie of the aunts, because that's what she is. I hope that answers your question, ma'am. It does. Thank you very much. It it does remind me that um, it's easy to forget that the civil rights movement did not happen in eight months. And we see all of these different pictures, and it's usually the same pictures, right, over and over again. They don't really vary, not from history books or anything else. And so I think people get this idea, those who don't know history, that it was just kind of like this very short, sustained burst of activity. And it was then it keeps kind of shrinking down and down 
until it's like, Ooh, it was two months that there were some dogs, you know, literally like sometimes I think that that's where people just bring it down to. So, so it's inevitably, I think to, you know, part of what progress is about because we don't have to talk about that anymore and we don't have to relive it, but it also speaks to how quickly history gets faded away and rewritten. So so thank you both so much for answering my questions and letting me babble and thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so this is this is the end. Um, this is the the end of the episode. It is um, the end of this podcast, actually. Um, this is the last episode, um, I want to thank Shante for being my final guest. Um, I want to thank all of you uh, for being here, uh, Miss Lauren, Miss Julie, um, Katie from um, Unapologetically She. Uh, she was here earlier. Um, our friend from Twitter, Connor, was on for a little bit. Um, Brandon, who is um, actually my co-host for two other shows. Um, thank you. So, uh, Shante, as with other episodes of this show, if there's anything that you would like to plug, if you would like to um, drop your socials. Sure. So y'all yeah, know I'm on Unapologetically She. We just dropped episode five. So check it out on your podcasts where we get it from, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. You can subscribe to our Patreon, Unapologetically She. Also, you can follow me on Instagram. I am Shantizi. That's like on Twitter. I am Shantizi is the same thing. I do an Instagram show at night on every Fridays, late night, every Fridays. You can catch the replay on Instagram. And also I have a YouTube page. You can find me on YouTube. It's in my bio, in my bio. And then um, I also do antics and analytics with Brian, well, Mentally Divine, Dr. Chronology, Dr. C, and Too Raw, Too Real, which is Kenny. And once All again, right. Greg, um, thank you so much. You're <laughs> going to do great things because it's the last episode. I enjoyed. Don't make this weird. This was a great episode. Please don't delete none of your episodes because they're really good. <laughs> no, I won't. Um, so, yeah. Um, thank you to uh, everybody who has uh, listened to this show over the last uh, three series. It... Um, I, I said when when I started this, when this was my only show, that if one person other than my mom listened to it, um, I was a success. Um, and since then, um, this show has charted in 15 countries. Um, this show has garnered uh, 75 thousand uh downloads 152,000 streams um so this show all of the episodes all of my guests um you know I couldn't I couldn't have done this uh without 
friends like Shantae and Brandon and, you know, countless other people who have come on this show. Um, so these, these successes, um, you know, landing on the charts and the downloads and the streams, they're, they're just as much my guests as they are um, mine. And to everybody who has listened and liked and subscribed and put up with me uh, through the course of this show, I, I thank you. I appreciate you. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for having me. Don't Make This Weird is a dollop of trollop production in association with Spring Break 83 Productions and the Joyful Warrior Podcast Network.